Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus. Hola. Hi. You speak English? Yeah. Where are you from? America. Everywhere. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You're the first American I've met here. Champa. This is Champa. I live with Champa. him. We live together, yeah. This is Crystal Fairy. Your name is sorry? Crystal Fairy. This is the perfect thing in my life right now, like to do this, to do mescaline. So your brothers are gonna take it too? Yeah, I think so. We'll have a psychoactive voyage. Yeah, yeah. Hello, that was Crystal Fairy. The crazy dancing girl. How did she get my phone number? You gave it to her, man. Welcome to the group, Crystal Fairy. Thank you. Do you think this is going to be crazy to have her with us the whole time? Like, who is she? She's like part of us, you know? She's not part of me, man. Crystal Harry, why are you naked? <laughs> you like Crystal Harry? I like Crystal Harry, that's good. OK, guys, Harry Fairy is getting ready. We made this plan to drink San Pedro on the beach. It's been an ancient tradition. It's, it's safe. Don't worry. Hey, you guys, there's a San Pedro cactus here. Senora, we want to buy your cactus. No. You want to jump the fence, man? Oh, it's kind of criminal, isn't it? Big boy between my legs. Beautiful here. Oh, guys, I just want to say I'm really happy. Oh, we're all... we need our magical pebbles. We need our good energy pebbles, our crystals. Does everybody have them? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I really need this crystal. Break the ice with talking about, you know, maybe what we're afraid of. Hopelessness, uncertainty. Yeah, I don't know, the ocean and like sharks. It seems like maybe you're just afraid of being honest and opening up. Yeah, I really am actually just afraid of sharks though. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Jordan Zacharin from BuzzFeed.com, and tonight's guests, Michael Sarah and Sebastian Silva. Hello. Hi. Hi. All right, well, um, thanks, everyone, for coming here right after work, I imagine. I'm sure. I have a question to start with. What, what yeah. kind of water is this? It's, is it water? Yeah. OK, I don't know, then. It's an unlabeled Arrowhead, uh, do you think? drinkable water. I think it could be Arrowhead. It's futuristic. Crystal Springs. Crystal Springs. <laughs> All right, good, I like it. Um, so yeah, we just saw the trailer for the movie. It's a lot of fun. I've seen it a couple times now. and. You guys were actually making another movie, or trying to make one, and um, so how did this happen? We're trying to make another movie? <laughs> what kind of water is that? For real. It's moving by itself. How did this happen? Yeah, you guys were making well, Magic Magic. Yeah, we were trying to make another movie called Magic Magic, and, um, which we did end up making after, right. after we made this. But um, yeah, for the time being we were having trouble financing it and it really got to the point where it looked like we might not ever be able to make that movie so I left uh, Chile where I'd been studying Spanish for three months and then uh, and then Sebastian called me and said I've got this other story 
Crystal Ferry, and I've got the money for it, and Gabby Hoffman's going to come do it, and uh, we can go make it in two weeks, and like there's nothing stopping us. And so, yeah, it was just that easy, really. Now, uh, you guys went out for a while, a couple, couple weeks to do this. Um, was it difficult with not a lot of money and kind of in the desert? No, actually, not a lot of money makes things easier. Um, <laughs> it is true, when you have a lot of money for a movie, there's a lot of people involved. And the more people involved in a movie, the more you need to ask for permission for things and just things get uh, tricky and just slow and thick and dense. But when you have little money and small crew and complete freedom, it's just really uh, fun. And that's what it, this movie felt like, like a little vacation with the family in the desert. Now this was kind of based on a true story that happened to you, Sebastian. So could you tell us about your time taking drugs in the desert? <laughs> sure, sure, I'll share that. Um, so I was, uh, this was 12 years ago, uh, me and my best buddy were going to go take uh, mescaline, which is a, a compound that it's found in different cactuses. The one in Chile is called San Pedro, and the most common one is called Piyoti in uh, Mexico. Uh, so we're, we'd planned this for a long time. I went to the Whalers concert the night before, and um, I was there hanging out, just being silly, smoking weed with my friends, and then... Um, this woman showed up, Crystal Ferry. She was a real woman with hairy armpits that went by the name of Crystal Ferry, and I invited her to tag along, and she decided to come with us, um, and that's how it all started. That's, it's really based on a true story. Now, was she as crazy as Gabby Hoffman is in the movie? Um, yes. Yeah, she was crazier. She was, she was just coming from somewhere else where she tried to walk on fire, but it didn't work, so she burned her feet entirely. And, uh, and then she had previously, like, the previous year she's been in Africa and she got a tattoo made with a knife, with a, a knife. Someone carved a tattoo on her arm. And uh, yeah, she was like full of those experiences, like all scars all over her body. Are you sure it wasn't, a, it was just, she wasn't just stabbed, it was a tattoo? She, I don't know what she was. She said she was a crystal fairy. <laughs> Did you ever find out her first name, her real name? No, I, I, she told us her real name, but I, I forgot. Uh, so I came up with Isabel. It was something among, that, among those sounds, like Isabel, Gagabel. What, you came up with some other names? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I could take a few guesses. Yeah, yeah okay, three, three syllable names, yeah. Okay. Gagabel, Anna, Annalyn, Annalyn? An Annabelle. Annalyn? And Isablin. Uh, Isablin. And you never got back in touch with her again. You should I, Google no, some of those names. Yeah, I will. See what comes yeah, out. See what comes out. No, sadly, I really forgot her, uh, her real name. And then I tried to Google her and just like crystals made out of, I mean, fairies made out of crystal would pop out. And, and then my movie started popping out. But not her. Never her. And then we showed the movie in San Francisco where she is from. And we put a shout out. We're looking for you. Fly to us whenever you find out about the movie. We're waiting for her to reach out. Well, if you're listening, Crystal Ferry, this is, <laughs> these are the guys. So uh, you were in Chile for three months. How's your Spanish? Uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. Can you say that in Spanish? Sí, no es tan mal ahora. How, how would you rate it? Pero. No, es muy bueno. You could, why don't you describe the store in Spanish? Could you describe like what? The store, something. Este lugar. Sí, está como un poco raro que hay, hay gente ahí que están como eh, comprando cosas y, y 
no importa a ellos que están aquí hablando de nuestra película rara, pero no importa. Yeah, yeah. Lo estoy disfrutando. Yeah, you know, now, in the movie, you're kind of playing Sebastian, you know, uh, his character, but you're not the nicest dude uh, in it. Yeah. You got a little bit of an attitude. So whose idea was that to kind of make him a jerk? Well, it kind of came out of the story. I mean, it really is kind of the the crux of the uh, story. It's it's where the drama comes from, I guess, is basically my being a piece of shit because um, I invite this woman along on our trip very enthusiastically. You know, I really beg her to come. And then she takes me up on it and I resent her for showing up. So that's not a good person. You know, that's not fair. And uh, yeah, so just, you know, just the actions in the script kind of made it clear that he had to be a gross guy. Right, but Sebastian's not a gross guy. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's turning the volume down on it right now because we're on stage, but you should see him at home. <laughs> now, uh, in the movie, there is, um, there's a scene where you meet, some, you meet some women on the street. Now, uh, how did, how did that, that, was that part of the story as well? Uh, when, yeah, there is a scene, guys, when um, Crystal Ferry, because the real story, I invited Crystal Ferry because I was just high. And then my friend is like, dude, I'm not traveling with someone that's going by Crystal Ferry anywhere. And uh, so I instead of, I did not call her. We just took off without her. And then she was waiting in that town. She was there. And she had just been um, um, uh, mugged by this big group of gypsies in a square. And that happened for real. So we did that scene uh, for real. And I, I went. Previously, a week before, I went to this little town and I talked to the gypsies uh, leader and asked her if she would, her and her clan would be willing to be in this movie. And, um, and they decided to do it for a certain amount of money. And then when we stopped shooting, they wanted more money. And I'm like, no, that's all we got. And they're like, how are we going to divide it? We're like 30. And it's like, how are we, what are we? I'm like, just buy a trampoline or, um, or an iMac, buy an iMac computer. Like buy something expensive that you can all share. And then they started chasing after me. They wanted to harm me physically. And then I had to hide in a van. <laughs> wow. You remember this all very well for someone who was high. What is that? You remember this very well for someone who was high. No, I was not high. I was uh, working. Oh, that I was high okay. like a long time ago. <laughs> all right. Wow. Yeah. No, I sobered up. That's congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Why don't Feels we... great. That's, can we get another small applause? Thanks, my name is Sebastian. <laughs> I'm sober now. <laughs> You've been well, a vegan for two days? Yeah, I just started. Feels so weird. You know that vegans don't comb their hair and they don't freeze water either. That's what I've heard. Those are the challenges, really, at, at, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, but I don't think they wear hats either. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, sorry. All right, good. <laughs> why don't we go to the first clip of the actual Thank movie? you. Morning. Morning. Okay. Oh my God, look at your face. You look like a crap. Yeah, I got what a little sunburn. Here, you don't want that. So we're gonna start with right arm up, left leg up. Okay, and vigorous breath. And... Ideally, you have snot pouring out of your nose, you know? That's good, put a little force into it. Kind of like yoga or something? 
Similar, similar. Hey, Crystal. Maybe you just finish your magical passes and I'll wake the guys up. Jamie, remember yesterday how we talked about just letting things unfold in their own time and not rushing or forcing yeah, events? Yeah, Crystal, I'm not rushing anything. Don't be so patronizing, you know? I'm just... I'm not rushing it. We didn't do it last night. We're doing it today, so it's not really rushing it. I think know. you should just let the boys get their rest. Well, I think we should do it first thing in the morning. So, you know, maybe we should put some sunblock on today. I know she's playing a character, but Gabby Hoffman seems like a pretty free spirit from all that I've read and heard. What was it, um, how much of that was her idea in, in general? How much of the character her versus your ideas? She had, uh, she had groomed uh, hair on her armpits herself. We did not ask her to do that. Um, and she has no issues with nudity whatsoever. There is a, a scene where she gets naked in front of all of the boys, and um, and uh, it was great. It's it, there's not it's not really a, a sexy scene at all. It's just like, what is she doing? And uh, and uh, yeah, those like Gabby came with those qualities. It was so great to work with her. I had met her before. I, we did this HBO thing together called The Boring Life of Jacqueline. Um, for it's a web series and. Uh, yeah, working with her was such a treat. She's like everything a director could hope for, like a very courageous, brave actress. She's a little bit of a, Chris, of a fairy, but, uh, but more uh, of an anarchy, anarchist fairy. It's, that sounds frightening. Now, um, uh, so yeah, you guys brought in not only Gabby Hoffman, but your brothers are in this movie as well. What made you want to cast them? I mean, I had worked with uh, one of my uh, youngest brothers previously, and uh, I cast him for this movie and he was so bad in the audition and I'm like yeah this is not gonna work so I tried with uh, the oldest of those three and he was better and then the other one was so sad and I'm like okay yeah you too and then there was a third one and I'm like okay you too and then yeah it just happened to use the three of them as a one entity so like the movie is really like the characters are like Crystal Ferry, uh, Jamie and the Silva brothers basically they're like represent one sort of an entity yeah they now have ambitions to act as well? One of them does. He's the one that's been in most of my, and three of my movies. He's in Magic Magic, this movie that's coming out on uh, August 6th. He's a really good, talented kid, very charismatic and a good musician. He lives a block from me in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, he's here trying to be an actor, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael, you said you were here a couple of years ago uh, for, yeah. and you had an issue about Harry Potter. I don't. I don't think I had an issue about Harry Potter. I just basically. So it's going to happen again now. You're. You're. I don't mean setting to. me up to. <laughs> no. What happened was I was here three years ago, doing one of these talks, and I. I can't remember what I said, but I made some, just some joke about Harry Potter. You know, just it just came up. It was just a joke, and I lost the audience in one second. <laughs> so that's why I'm hesitant to even talk about it now oh, because now it's time to ask for yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was this audience, okay. but just no. ask. Do you guys mind representing audiences in general? <laughs> Just forgive me on behalf of audiences. Do it. <laughs> he loves Harry me? Potter, to be clear. He won't stop talking about it backstage. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Well, I guess well, that's a collective yes. Well, like, oh. When you say I won't stop talking about it, I was begging you not to bring up the Harry Potter thing. <laughs> oh, just a misunderstanding. <laughs> now, um, you guys tried to make the, the, the drug. It's from the cactus, right? This was an attempt you guys made. And how did that go? Yes. Yeah, we did actually do that. Um, and it's on camera, basically, right? Like yeah. me straining it in a stocking and then... Yeah, we went, we cooked the stuff, and, um, well, you did that, right? Yeah, I mean, if, like, I'm sure that uh, some hippie would make, like, a little clip video for YouTube where they show you all of these steps to cook the San Pedro and extract, extract the mescaline from it. Uh, we make sure that all the footage is there. Um, we did, I cooked it, and the line producer cooked another batch, and uh, it didn't really work for these guys, um, they, they're drinking it. You see them drinking it, the, the San Pedro, uh, on the movie. And I think there was a lot of buildup for it. And uh, it's a weird way to enter a trip, like being filmed by people, you know, like, it's just strange. So we, there's different theories why it didn't work. Maybe I sucked at cooking that thing and it just didn't have any effect. But then Gavi really tripped out because that was another day of shooting. And she had a double dose. She had a double dose. She was very impatient. She's like, hey, this shit's not kicking in. Give me more. I'm like, just wait. And then she drank another dose. And then next thing I knew, she was rolling around like these spiky shells naked. I'm like, whoa, Gavi, we need you. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, it's like, it's not a crazy drug that makes you see things that are not there, you know? Like, that's really a myth. Um, she was pretty much in control just more uh, sensitive about things, colors and textures and yeah. So since you didn't get high, what is the key to pretending you're high? Make it convincing. Sorry? Since you didn't get high, what is the key to pretending, you know, oh, make it convincing? Um, um, well, Sebastian was really helpful. You know, Sebastian had had this experience <laughs> Whenever before, you want to uh, pretend yeah. you're high, yeah. I'll give you my card. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was helpful having him there and um, yeah, he would tell us if something we were doing was phony or something or, you know, didn't make sense. But it was pretty simple, the scenes we're trying to do. I mean, we're not, like, you know, kind of, like, tripping out of our minds. We're just going around and observing stuff mm -hmm. and um, just feeling really in tune with the world, you know? So, yeah. You know, I imagine most of you saw This is the End, uh, the movie in which Michael makes a great cameo. And uh, this is... So this is the second movie, coincidentally, entirely, that you play someone who is not so nice and yeah. loves drugs. Right. Is this like a pattern for any reason? Um, well, I guess it's a pattern if, you know, two movies constitutes a pattern. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but I, I haven't done any more of those. What, what interests you about playing someone, you know, something like that? Um, well, I mean, it was really fun to do both of those. And it was kind of like no-brainers, both situations, for me to, you know, say yes, because... Um, well, with This is the End, it was my friends asking me to, you know, and they had written me into the script like that. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, two days to go and work with friends. And uh, on this movie, too, I mean, it was really obvious that I would say yes. I mean, you know, I, I wanted to work with Sebastian, and that's what I was in Chile for, and we were, you know, hoping to collaborate on something. And then this was an opportunity to, and it seemed like a great story, and um, it was just really obvious, you know. Now, were you guys, did you guys go camping when you were out uh, on the beach? Well, we were sleeping in cabins. We had like 14 people working on the movie, all in total, and um, we were sleeping in two cabins, just like sleeping all on top of each other, and you know, really like, really familial. All pretenses go away like the first week when you're sleeping with each other and like sharing socks. Like Sebastian's brothers were sharing my socks, 
which I never thought I would. Stealing your socks. Yeah, they were stealing. Yeah, no, I was really keeping track of like. I never no. thought I'd have to keep tabs on who has my socks, you know? It's a real it was invasion. very primal. Like, we, had, we didn't have any hot water, and the food was like bread and butter. Uh, we had other stuff. We had sugary cereal that we grow so sick of it. And um, yeah, it stunk. The, it was, the cabin was so disgusting, and it didn't have electricity. We couldn't charge our phones. Oh, but there was no reception either, so we didn't need them. It was nothing like this tour. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, did you film in the cabin at all? It could be a nice outtake. Actually, we didn't. We really have no footage of those cabins. Or maybe for the making of, there's going to be some. But, but yeah, it's just in this really sort of isolated, beautiful national park in the Atacama Desert, which is the driest desert in the world for anybody to go there. Uh, it's by the ocean. And we were renting these two cabins that it's only for people in the national park. So we were there by ourselves, no supplies. You know, because um, we're in New York, this is interesting to make a note of. At one point, uh, Mr. Met makes a small appearance in it. I'm not gonna tell you guys, well, it's on a t-shirt. And uh, I noticed it as a Mets fan, and apparently, Sebastian, you said that it was very near to you. That's a shirt that I loved, and uh, I lost it, yeah. My, <laughs> my friend gave it to his uh, younger brother without permission, then it just disappeared, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a, a Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan. No, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Yankees. I Harry don't really Potter. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> it's getting it's getting awkward up here. Uh, <laughs> on that note, why don't we go to the second clip? So, is there any anything at all that the big bad Poyo is afraid of that he wants to share? Yeah, I don't know the ocean and like. Sharks. <laughs> it seems like maybe you're just afraid of being honest, you know, and vulnerable, and, and, and opening up like these boys have. Yeah, I really am actually just afraid of sharks, though. Like, they, I hate the idea that they could be swimming underneath you, and you don't know, and then you're just like, I don't know, it's really... I actually am really afraid of sharks. Are you afraid of sharks? <laughs> these, are we these are really uh, strange options of uh, little teasers for the movie. I have to say, it's actually a funny movie. Um, and it's really it uplifting, but they seem so serious, these uh, clips. Right? Well, I, out of context, I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I laughed. No, no, no. It's, they're likable, but... Um, yeah. Are so you... <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I feel sad when I see that. <laughs> are you afraid of sharks in real life? I mean, you know... I don't want to hang out with a shark. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Not, I wouldn't put it at the top of my list of fears. All right. But, um. Well, um, there's, you know, I asked that because this movie doesn't fully scripted out. You guys worked on an outline, right? So how much of the dialogue was pre kind of you thought of or it kind of came on the spot? How much of, how much of each? Yeah, well, it was, it, the whole thing was outlined really thoroughly and all, all the conversations basically were outlined, all the dynamics of a scene and like every beat of a scene. And then we just got there and, you know, found, found the words to get the ideas across in the moment. Like, no dialogue was written. And, like, for that scene, for instance, like, I think, you know, it was probably written where everyone genuinely expresses a fear, but none of that stuff was written. All the guys just really in the moment uh, say real fears of theirs, and they say amazing stuff. They each have great little moments. And then the shark thing, I think, was probably written, right? That he just kind of... Well, the shark thing was probably, like... 
dialogues were not necessarily written, but before doing it, it's like, okay, now everybody's going to share their fears. You guys tell your real fears. I told my brothers. And then it's like, Michael, did you just say something like, make fun of it, make fun of it. What would you be? If? And he's like, sharks. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So that's how it, like, a lot of things went, you know, like, that's how it worked. We would talk about it a little before, and then, yeah, he would do all his magic. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty gutsy. You only have so much time. You're in, a, you know, in a, you're in a cabin. You only have so much money to make a movie, and you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. Yeah, but how wrong can it go? I mean, if, like, if you tell someone to, that, okay, I'm going to be filming you. You go into the deli. You want bananas, but the bananas are too ripe. You don't like them, and you complain about it. And then you tell them to do that, and how could he be lost? Whoever you that's tell not, them. That's not a scene in the movie, by the way. It's no, but that's an example of like how improvisation works. When you have like a very um, defined um, direction for someone, how could it go wrong? Like if you tell someone to ask for bananas, what is he going to do? Like do a, a backflip or something? You just have to go and ask for the bananas, you know? <laughs> what does he do? At that point, that person's sabotaging your film. Yeah, yeah exactly. He yeah, goes in, does yeah, a backflip. Yeah, yeah. Were there any lines of uh, dialogue that you that you uh, were especially proud of? It came off the top of your head? I can't really remember. Um, I was really high for the whole time. <laughs> no, uh, I remember one scene where I, there's a line that I like where we're all in a hostel and Crystal Fairy is uh, volunteering to sleep on the floor because she's like, you know, she was not supposed to be on the trip with us and there's only enough beds for four people. And one of the brothers offers her the bed and says she shouldn't sleep on the floor because she's a woman. And I said, I say, like, what, so what? She's a woman, so don't be sexist. What difference does it make that she's a woman? Right. Yeah, that's one of them. There's one that I like that they're in the desert, and um, Michael, want, I mean, Jamie wants to get to the campsite to start cooking the, the San Pedro. He's obsessed with this drug, right? And, and Crystal Ferry wants to take a pee again. She's peeing constantly. And so she's like, can we please stop the car? And they stop the car, and, Jay, and Jamie's like honking, come on, guys, hurry up. And she finds a little chamomile and she's like hey Jamie look smell it it's chamomile and he's like yeah bring it bring it I like that <laughs> like you would say to someone like just yeah bring that whatever that shit is bring it with you yeah and it's fine and, and Gabby in the car when she's saying she needs to pee like she, there's she can't wait anymore she says there's literally pee coming out of my vagina <laughs> That's a good line I think. Uh, I, I enjoyed that line I gotta say <laughs> now, um, you have, uh, Michael, you've worked on big budget movies, small budget movies. What is the, the joy for you of working on something where you have more control or, you know, where you don't necessarily know exactly what you're going to say right away? As an actor, wh where do you get the joy? Um, well, I mean, it's just fun, you know, it's fun. You, you just, it's fun to do scenes that way with other actors where you're playing off each other and you're really finding it and listening to each other and... Um, it's just a huge difference. And also, you know, we would do long takes. Like, we, he would just let the camera run, and then you can really, like, go somewhere with the scene, you know, create this uh, vibe and uh, that you can't really do with movies where you're just doing shot after shot. And, uh, but other than that, the main difference is just, like, the kind of food that you get to eat when you're on set, you know. When there's a budget, you get, like, you know, fun-sized chocolate bars. And on this, we had, like, an avocado between 14 people <laughs> and, like, a roll of bread. That's the main difference. Well, uh, Sebastian, what's it like to direct yourself as an actor and director? Oh, um, I'm in the movie really, really briefly. Um, I haven't really gone through that experience yet. It didn't feel like it. I'm only in one scene at the beginning, and that was it. 
but uh, I can't wait to see it. I'm planning on making this movie this summer in Brooklyn. It's called Nasty Baby, and I'm starring in it. So that's, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm the Nasty Baby, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll find out. Right. Well, uh, why don't we open up the questions to the audience, see if they have anything better than I do. I have a question for you, Michael. So what is it like to be constantly compared to uh, Jesse Eisenberg or being confused with him? I <laughs> just wondering. I mean, you guys are great actors. I love you guys. Think, but... Let me think of how to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot of confusion. You know? <laughs> People get really confused. Not long ago, like a few nights ago, we were in Frank's, remember? We were like at a bar, and a woman said to me, like, the guy from Facebook, right? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm an actor, but I'm not that one. I was like, I, I was being totally honest with her, like, that's, that's not me, but, but maybe you just recognized me from something. She goes, all right, all right, I, I get it. And then, like, as we were leaving the place, like, you know, a half hour later, she's like, I know you're being low-key, but I know you're from Facebook. Okay. And I was like, okay. I wish we could pull, like, a Jesse Eisenberg picture there and, like, compare features. I think it's, you know, just some people don't get too specific with faces. Just, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're from a movie and you're kind of this type of... Short hair guy, yeah. yeah. Maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they thought you were Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe she literally thought you were the guy from Facebook, the actual oh. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question for um, uh, Sebastian. So how did you find Makusera? Like, did you have him in mind when you... you know, he was looking for Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I found him on Grindr. And no, he found, he found me um, on Grindr. No, uh, no, he watched The Maid. This is, this is a movie I made in 2009, and he really liked it, and he reached out to my manager, and we met uh, in L.A., and uh, we clicked immediately, and he collabor we collaborated together in this HBO uh, web series. And then after that, we became just, like, really close friends and started collaborating different stuff. No. Now, you, you, you sought out Sebastian after you saw The Maid as well, right? Yeah. Now, how did you, what, what about that movie uh, got to I you? I love that movie. Um, I think anyone who hasn't seen it should see it, The Maid. It's amazing. And um, yeah, and it just took me by surprise because I hadn't even planned on seeing a movie the day I saw it. It just was like, it was miserable weather and I just went into a theater with my girlfriend to like get out of the rain, you know. And um, I love the movie and, and just thought he had a, an amazing sensibility and just, I love the kind of stories that he tells, you know. And uh, yeah, the movie, I remember watching the movie and feeling like I, there were so many moments where I was kind of like feeling like I was ahead of the movie, like I knew where it was going. Oh, it's gonna do this now. It's gonna be really, you know, predictable. And it never did those things. It always, it never fell into any kind of movie trope. It always took a different turn and like went closer to something authentic. and. Uh, yeah, that was really, I thought, really special. So I just wanted to meet him. Hi. How is it like coming back to Arrested Development after taking such a hiatus from it? And has there been significant differences from Netflix promoting it? And is the production different on that end versus it being on cable TV? She's um, a pro. I guess, uh, I guess it's kind of hard for me to say, you know, because when, when, when we were doing the show, I was just like a hired actor, and I really was never too into involved with or you know in tune with what it was like dealing with the network or anything um, but it's so different this time around just that people are aware of the show and it's like you know it's it's being made for a fan base that already exists and that was never what the experience was like before we were always tr struggling to 
just keep our heads above the water. And um, that was a big difference. And uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was fun to work with all those people again. Was, yeah. Let me just say that that is a really professional question. I've yeah, where do you work? For you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Hi. Oh, that's loud. Um, I really enjoyed Gregory Goes Boom. I thought it was fantastic. So I was wondering if you're going to you. do more stuff like that, more serious roles, and if so, is it going to be in the shorter kind of YouTube format? I really don't know. I don't know, but I'd like to. I liked. I liked doing that. And Gregory um, Goes Boom. It's a short. It's a short film. film. They don't know. Yeah, it's a short film. Yes, Gregory Goes Boom is a short film that I'm in, that a friend of mine, uh, uh, two friends of mine wrote, and one of them directed. And um, yeah, uh, you know that. But I, I mean, I'm just. And, uh, yeah, no, I would like to do more stuff like that. It's really fun. I mean, you know, it's nice if you, like, have a weekend to go off with your friends and make something and someone's paying for that. It's great, you know, and, you, and it was, we were totally free to do whatever we wanted. So I'd like to do more of that kind of thing. Hi. Um, I had a question regarding, um, in terms of living, like, I don't know, between New York and L.A., professionally, what do you think is a better for your career like what do you prefer more and work to get inspired you mean like how do you mean you mean for yourself or for me no for you for me <laughs> yeah in terms oh. of your professional career in terms of my career oh I, I i don't know i mean i've lived in la for a long time and i don't think my daily life there really has any bearing on my career i just see friends and stuff you know i can't even remember the last time i like, worked in la um yeah so it's but I think most people feel like it's better to be out there if you're trying to be a working actor because you, everyone's there and you can have meetings and, you know. Um, yeah, but I think most movies and stuff now are shooting, like, all over the place. Nobody shoots in L.A. anymore because, like, the tax rebate, you know. It's much cheaper to go to Michigan or something or Louisiana. <laughs> you making note of that? It's kind of a professional answer, right? That was, that was very good, yeah. Yeah, but when she asks a professional question, you're like... I, she's way more professional than I am. I'm taking notes myself. That's something I should ask. Hi, um, Michael, Sarah. I, I actually brought you a present from across the street at Kid Robot, which this guy will give to you later. Um, oh, that's great. You're Thanks. great. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my question is... Can I have it? Can I have it now? Yeah, yeah. They're blind boxes, so have fun. Um, Thank you. Wow. You're welcome. How nice. Um, how many cameras were used in the film? <laughs> you're, like, ignoring her completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I handpicked them. Um, how many cameras were used wow. in the film? And um, is there ricin in this? Look at her. Sorry. Okay. I'm Excuse me. I'm sorry. How, um, how many cameras were used in the film? And were the shots planned out, or and or did they follow the actor's lead as far as where the actors staged themselves within the scene? Because it looked interesting in the shots. It looked like they were kind of following around and interesting. Didn't you hear the second part, but the, the, the cam it, was only one, it was only one camera. It's the Red Epic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that camera. It's a small, it's a small version of the Red One. I think that's the name of the f first one. And uh, it's a tiny camera. We'd use like these beautiful uh, wide lenses. And that's all I know. <laughs> about. I'm so bad at it. But it's the Red Epic. And then, do you have a uh, part, other part of the question? Yeah, um, were the shots all planned out? Or I know that the dialogue was a little bit more free. Was mm -hmm. the camera work free as well, where they followed the actors? With yeah, them? absolutely, B. Like, yeah, no shots were planned. No shots were planned just because, yeah, as you're saying, it was kind of improvised, so like, um, actors and directions were following the lead. Like, we were, they were leading 
whatever the camera did. Uh, but we work with a very talented DP. I did camera myself. And one thing we did that it was a great technique for, for anybody who makes films here, it was that we never turned the camera off ever. Like we would do takes of like 45 minutes and do wides and then just walk with the camera turned on. Because whenever you say cut, everybody's checking their grinder and stuff. You know, that's what happens. <laughs> so if you don't say cut, people keep their phones in their pockets and they work and they are attentive, you know. So um, that's what we did. Like we had such a short period of time and it's digital, so you're not wasting anything. You know, beyond the grinder point, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, the, she does bring up a cool point that you can make movies with these small little cameras. And I know, Michael, you said you did, you know, web stuff and you continue to do web stuff. So it's cool that really anyone could probably get a camera here and go make a movie. What do you recommend for people who want to just kind of go out and do it? I think you should talk to any of our team here that can help you out with that. They're really <laughs> incredible here at the Apple Store. They are. No, I don't know what to recommend. I feel that, uh, yeah, I mean, the Red Epic works well, but it's not a cheap camera. There's a lot of Panasonics that I would make movies with now that are from the 90s. I think, like, nowadays, for me, like, the Alexa, which is the big digital camera, I mean, like, all movies are looking so similar, just extremely crisp, and you can see all of black heads. It's disgusting. And, like, not to see them, they cover Sandra Bullock with, like, stuff, you know, or Katie Holmes or somebody, you know, like, yeah, no, but it's crazy how, I knew, like, those I knew Sandy and Katie weren't going to walk away unscathed. No, hey, whoa, well, chill. Sebastian Silva like on a stage. No, 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 but I'm serious. Like, I feel that uh, it's good to look for different textures. If you're going to go digital, I think there's so many variety of, uh, of cameras from the 90s and the early 2000s that you can decide what texture you want, you know? Yeah. Thank you. How do you... How did you prepare for your role in this film, and how does that compare to your actual personality? There wasn't a whole lot of preparing. I mean, we were basically, um, you know, Sebastian, like, pitched me the idea, and basically th two weeks later we were, like, shooting. Um, but we hung out in, uh, in Santiago all together, the whole group, just talking about the movie and kind of talking about what we thought it was and who our people were. And um, I did do a bunch of research on like arrowid.com which is like a drug uh you know message board thing where people like write about their experiences just so i would have all these all, just this vocabulary of of like drug stuff because my guy is really annoying in how academic he is about drugs you know just like using the official you know scientific terms and and all that so um and uh yeah that was did that that was the question, right? I think. Where am I? <laughs> and hi, Michael. This is a question for you as well. Um, I'm curious, what is the role uh, that you think has been the most enjoyable for you over the course of your entire career? To play? I really had fun. We did this other movie, Magic Magic, and it, I had a lot of fun doing that part. Um, it's just so fun. Every scene in that movie has really just got so many fun dynamics in it, and um, I got to do a lot of fun stuff in it, and, and be a really strange person. And uh, yeah, that was great. I loved that. The name of that character is Brink, and Michael has the weirdest haircut ever. Yeah. Right, it's like... And wardrobe. Yeah, and wardrobe. He always looks like he's coming out of an anus. It's like, 
a lot of <laughs> anus really? sweater necks. Yeah. yeah, it's like a... You know these anus cuts? <laughs> you can get? It's like those very thick sweaters that are like... With like, yeah, like an anus. Uh, and uh, he's playing a closeted homosexual a specific, kid. A specific kind of anus. <laughs> Which kind? Not just any anus. Kind of a, <laughs> a puffy... Um, <laughs> Hemorrhoidal? Yeah. Um, Not necessarily. Slightly irritated. <laughs> okay, stop that. <laughs> Uh, that note. But yeah, check it out, guys. Magic Magic is coming out on the 6th of August. And when does this movie come out? This one comes out this Friday at IFC Center. And yeah, recommend it. Oh, well, you haven't seen it. Recommend us. Uh, we, we recommend it to you. <laughs> you do the same. Well, why don't you give us last question, your, la- your, you know, your 10-second pitch. Why should they see the movie and bring all their friends? What should they tell their friends? I mean, it's a very uplifting, fun movie that talks about um, the importance of compassion and friendship in a very slight, funny way with a great actor, a great actors, and a very handsome director. That's why you guys should watch it. I and think we're sold. We're telling you so. Now, it's, it's really a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. No, I, I've seen it twice, and I agree. So thank you guys for coming out. Uh, thank, you guys. thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot.